Hello, friends, and welcome to the God at Work podcast. I'm your host, Will Harvey Stewart, and this podcast is about God helping navigate your career choices. You know, all of us spend a lot of time working, whether we're working at home, whether we're working from the office, whether we're hybrid workers, um, whether we're driving trucks, whether we are delivering mail on a post route, whether we are athletic trainers, you know, work takes up a lot of our time. And I truly believe that God wants our careers, our jobs to be a place of opportunity, a place of growth, and a place where we can lead people to Jesus. And it doesn't have to be spooky or anything like that. I think it's more about influence. You know, God wants us to be his hands and feet on the earth. And in that, he also wants us to be blessed in the places and spaces where we touch. So this podcast is all about that. Each week, I'll dive into a different set of scriptures or scripture. um, And we will spend some time examining it and thinking about how it can apply to our careers. I look forward to walking with you through your journey. You have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I hope that each of you are doing well. I hope that you've had a really, really, really good day today. Friends, I have been all over the place these last few weeks. It has been really busy at work. Uh, So many different things going on. And I have really been working toward consistently recording episodes. I feel like this is a time when I get to pour out what God is pouring into me. So I'm definitely working on it. Full transparency, y'all, I'm not all the way there yet, but I am working on getting there. And I believe that I'm really close. Um, I'm working on a lot more structure. And you know, I got me a new planner, so we're definitely going to see how that goes. But uh, this episode was actually a request from one of my favorite cousins. Um, She listened to the last episode and she actually just had a big career transition and she asked that I study the verse about the fruits of the spirit and see what God was saying to me about that and share with you really what I got from it. And it was a really good verse, man. I'm going to jump right into the verse. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And that's Galatians 5, 22 through 23, the New Living Translation. This was a beautiful verse. Beautiful verse. It's one that a lot of us have heard. Um, it's not an unfamiliar text. But when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, today I want to endeavor to make it really plain and I want to bring it into really a practical context for you to understand it and really to spend some time thinking about it and how it relates to you within your workplace, your career, your job or your profession. So for the purpose of our talk today, I want you to think about the fruits of the spirit as behaviors. Think about the fruits of the spirit as behaviors. And these behaviors are specific behaviors that result from allowing the Holy Spirit to influence us. So as a result of the influence of the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus died on the cross, sacrificed himself for us and gave us this amazing gift 
when he went back to be with our Heavenly Father. It's the Holy Spirit living within us. And that spirit desires to influence our lives and to really shape how we show up each day. And you guys know one of my biggest tenets is that we spend so much time, so much time at work rather. And it, work is really an opportunity for us to help people encounter God, to encounter God ourselves, and to really impact um, the kingdom. So let's jump right into this first fruit of the spirit, love. So when we look at this word love, you know, there are so many different definition, definitions of love. But um, this, this word really that I want to look at today is agape. That's what it looks at when you look up the original definition. When we think about this agape type of love, it is this unconditional, um, forever giving, extravagant, uh, over the top type of love. I mean, like Christmas, birthday, Thanksgiving type of love. Um, when you look at the word, the definition is affection or benevolence, specifically a love feast. Now, y'all, I've not heard too many people say love feast before, but think about it. Think about the imagery of that. When you think about a feast, right, you're looking around at the table, there's food everywhere on both sides. It's more than enough. So when we think about that in the context of love, this is the type of love we're talking about. Not that conditional stuff, not just a little bit of love here, but that love feast, excessiveness, and lavishness. Um, when we look in 1 Corinthians 13, you know, very famous passage, love is patient, love is kind. Those are two of the big attributes that we hear. You know, we hear that love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, not boastful, does not demand its own way, it's not irritable, and doesn't keep records of wrongdoings. That is enough to preach right there. I mean, that that's it. I mean, if we could just do that, we'll be good. But when I think about the fruits of the spirit and when I think about loving my coworkers, loving my colleagues, loving people that are on my team, loving the people that are leading my company, um, that patience word stands out. You guys, I know that in any job, there's this ebb and flow of highs and lows, but patience gives us an opportunity to really lean into being present. And being present consistently. Like when I think about patience, consistency comes to mind. And y'all, for us, we have an opportunity in our workplaces to consistently show up as people who are doing the right thing, getting to work on time, giving a full day's effort, staying out of office gossip, not starting things, uh, squashing things in some examples, helping a coworker that needs help, um, being patient with that boss who's maybe micromanaging us a little bit. You know, all of these things, patience, you know, patience, not being so short tempered or short, so short sighted that we're ready to jump ship or we're ready to quit and stay, as I call it, because we're tired. You know, patience has that that energy to say, you know what, I'm going to keep at this thing. I'm going to give my all to it. I'm going to keep working at this thing very hard. Another one, another aspect of love that we see. Um, not being jealous y'all this one here this is challenging in the context of a workplace it is so easy to let that jealousy come in there i'm not exempt you know full disclosure you know i've been at several jobs and several things have happened from people getting promotions that i maybe didn't think she'd get promotions you know from 
hearing a little buzz in the streets, you know, and finding out that somebody's making a little bit more money than I thought that they should be making considering the credentials that they have. You know, I'm, I'm just being real. You know, there are a lot of things that I've been jealous about. And I think that we all struggle with that sometimes. Jealousy oftentimes comes from comparison. And there's this beautiful verse in the Bible that says those who compare are without wisdom. And that's enough right there, y'all. Those who compare are without wisdom. Because anytime we get into comparison, it's always going to lead us to a place that's not healthy. You know, either we go to the pride side or, you know, we're, we're esteeming ourselves so much higher than everybody else that sometimes we lose that ability to relate. Or we go to the part where we lose our confidence and we don't show our self-esteem. We don't believe in ourselves. And it's like we got to run our own race. You know, we got to be good at what we're good at authentically and believe in our ability to do those things. So when we talk about God's spirit wanting to influence us, the Holy Spirit wants you to love. It wants you to show up in a spirit of love. It wants you to express these behaviors to the people around you because it's edifying. It builds them up. Does not demand its own way. That's another attribute of love from 1 Corinthians 13. Does not demand its own way. Y'all, this one has taken some time for your boy to really get to a place where I understand this. Because there's a balance, right? There's a balance to not being passive and not speaking up or not being walked over. But there's also a balance of not being so full of our own opinions that we don't make room for others. So when we talk about love not demanding its own way, it's not the thought of not speaking up. It's not the thought of not being confident. It's not the thought of this false humility that says, oh, I'm just going to go along and get along. No, it's not that at all. It's being open enough to not make demands about the way that you see it. Yeah, present it, speak on it, share your, share your thoughts, but be open enough to receive that there are other people with other points of view and other wisdom. This like, this walk thing, as I think about it, y'all, um, what the Holy Spirit is encouraging us to do, y'all, it's not a, it's not always linear is, is the best way to think about it. You know, it's not always a, a black and white type thing. You know, and even when we talk about this instance of not demanding our own way and not being so passive that you acquiesce in every opportunity, it's about balance. It's about relationship. And that's the whole essence of what Jesus died for us to have is real relationship and not religion, not a set of rules. It's relating with the people that you work with. It's getting to know them. It's understanding their strengths and weaknesses in relation to your strengths and weaknesses. And how we show up as believers, as people in the, in the workplace, is loving people. And these are some attributes and things that we can think about when we're loving the folks. Being patient, being kind, not demanding our own way. And this is a big one, not keeping a record of wrongdoing. And y'all, this is so much easier said than done. Real talk. I listen. I can tell you about my first jobs and things that come to mind now. But if it comes to mind, I'm going to remind myself, Will, you've moved on. It is time to forgive and let go. And y'all, one of the biggest parts about this thing about keeping records of wrongdoing is the spirit of unforgiveness. Y'all, unforgiveness will rob you of being in paradise and enjoying it. You could have the best opportunity in the world, but if you got unforgiveness in your heart, you will lack the capacity to show up. So when we think about what the Holy Spirit wants, y'all, Spirit of Jesus, Spirit of God, 
we really, really, really got to love folks that we work with. We really got to love them, y'all. And loving folks is all about the way that we interact with them, the way that we treat them, and the way that we really show up. So let's move on to joy. I love the definition of this one. It said joy is a calm delight or cheerfulness. Y'all, there was something so heavy on me about culture within the workplace. I'm sorry, y'all. That's that's my alarm. You know, that's that's me trying to get this this schedule of doing things. Um, calm delight, cheerfulness. When I think about this, I think about culture. Um, and y'all, I think we've all worked within environments, and in these environments, there's several different types of people, different people with different attitudes and different perspectives, different ways of doing things. And I think if we're honest, we know that there's a measure of positivity and negativity in every workplace. But when we think about the scriptures, it says the joy of our Lord, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Y'all, the Holy Spirit wants us to bring and exude this happiness. You know, that's what cheerfulness means, this happiness, you know, not this somberness. Now, you know, those folks that come in the room and like suck all the energy out. God wants us to be the opposite of that. God wants us to be that light in wherever we are. You know, God wants us to be so cheerful. And this is not toxic positivity. I'm not saying we don't have bad days. But I am saying that because we have the Holy Spirit within us, there should be something different about us. That even going through challenges, you know what? I can see the bright side of this. And sometimes, like, there's this opportunity in these negative moments to bring a different perspective. And we can be that person while being authentic, while not always having great days, but we can still find ways to be cheerful, to be happy, and to be a person that says, you know what, there is still something that I can be thankful for because I know there's purpose in being here. That calm delight in the midst of everything that's going on within our workplaces, that calm delight says that I can be, and this is, this is a cliche, but I think it's so fitting, that I can be that thermostat and not that thermometer. That I can be that person in my workplace that has that calmness about them, you know, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what meeting went what way and what was said. And guys, this takes intentionality. This is not something that is easy. And because I want you to lean into transparency with me, y'all, this doesn't mean that you get it 100% right every day. What it means is that you strive for it. And that these are attributes and behaviors that you are actively putting into practice, that you are striving toward. And should you miss it, when you miss it, when you make a mistake, take a minute, look at it, examine it, see, was I triggered? Like, what, what's happening that made this thing happen? And then get up and go from there, dust yourself off and keep going. Next fruit of the spirit, peace. And this one was really surprising to me, you know, this said prosperity. And I think when we think about prosperity, it's not just profit and revenue. But if we peaceful, there's a link to peace being peaceful and prosperous. And I think that there's so much more to that to think about besides just the bottom line, besides just the, the revenue and the profits. I think it's also about the people that are around you and helping them to prosper. And us prospering in that. And I think to have that peace, it's linked 
to prosperity. Like when we have peace, it's usually linked to when we're doing good. And when we are having a well-rounded sense of what's going on, we're winning. And I think that that's a great opportunity for us to think about that. How can we live into that peace day to day? The next fruit of the spirit, which is actually interesting, we talked about a little bit earlier, patience. Some of the definitions in the original language are forbearance, long-suffering, and fortitude. Y'all, we've all got situations. And let's, and let's think about two that are very probably familiar. Putting in more time, longer hours right now. Um, all of these Zoom meetings, Jesus. Uh, all of the things that are going on with people in the workplaces and really maybe not getting the, the equality that they need, you know? The things that, that, that are represented with pay scales and, and all of those. Like, y'all, there are some things that really make it hard, it, to, to be honest. That they, they really do. There are some things that really make it hard. And not advocating staying in a situation that you know you shouldn't be in, but really seeking God about what that looks like for you. Because I'm definitely not saying that you're being underpaid or overworked to just stick in that situation for years and years and years. But what I am saying, y'all, is that this is a process. And like I said, it's not black and white. Sometimes God will have you stick in a situation because he's preparing you for something greater. Living witness, y'all, that, yeah, sometimes it's, it's, it's not the ideal situation, but sometimes there's something God is imparting into you for what's next. And that long-suffering part, you know, sometimes, y'all, it, it, it's a minute, you know, Sometimes it takes a minute for us to be able to get through that stuff. So the biggest thing for me about patience is really partnering with God to understand what the timeline is and really being able to have that relational conversation with God, allowing Jesus to speak to you, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you and really to have that outlet. Because what we're talking about here with patience is we're still human beings. Like that long suffering, that fortitude, that forbearance, we're going to feel some stuff, you know, and we may not want to be there. And you need to be able to tell God that, God, I, I, I'm about tired of these folks now. You know, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about tired of dealing with this. And I say that because as we go through these things and as we're seeking to allow the Holy Spirit to influence us, we have to hold space for the fact that we are human beings. And the reason why I'm encouraging you to be relational with God, to talk to God, to have that type of thing going on is because it's going to help you understand what's for you and what's your next steps. Because God does have a purpose and a plan for your life. And that's how we don't leave places too early and we don't stay places too long. And I wanted to make sure that I circle back to that and, and make sure that I say that right, because I'm not advocating for anybody to be mistreated. And I'm not advocating for people to sit around while injustices are going on. But what I am advocating is for you to understand what your role is. And the best way to do that is to understand the person who holds all the cards, who's seen your life from the beginning to the end. Psalms 139 tells us that, that God has seen every single day that you are going to live. And that's the best person to give you advice about getting to where you want to go and where you need to be. All right. Next fruit of the spirit is kindness. Kindness is described as goodness, uprightness, morally excellent. Y'all, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Kindness in the workplace. Giving of yourself. 
you know, one thing that's really characterized about the character of Christ is Christ was a giver. Jesus gave to people. Jesus understood who he was and he was lavish in his giving from preaching to people, edifying and building them up to healing folks that were going through things through casting out demonic spirits. You know, the other end of the spectrum of what we're talking about. There are other verse. There's another verse related to this. It talks about the fruits of the flesh and they are quite opposite of what we're talking about now. But Jesus dealt with that, too. He would remove those influences from those people in the same way that I'm talking to you about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit wants to have these behaviors in your life. There are other fruits that are produced when the other spirits are not or excuse me, the other spirits are influencing you. Jesus was about giving people wholeness and life. You know, John 10, 10 reminds us that it's life and life more abundant that he came and give us. So when we think about being kind in the workplace, being good to folks, you know, and being good to folks, not with an ulterior motive, but being good to folks because that's who we are. That's, what, that's who our character is. Goodness is the next fruit of the spirit. You know, I have to look up one of these words, uh, virtue or beneficence. I think that's the way that you say it. And um, it says act of charity or doing good to others. I think that fruit of the spirit is very much linked to kindness, but virtue. It's like walking the talk and being at, being good in your core, you know, being good from the standpoint of being willing to do something without looking for something in return. No ulterior motives, just being virtuous, you know, having that good hearted nature that I'm going to help you because you need help. And that's the reason why faithfulness oh i thought faithfulness was such a good fruit of the spirit um it's described as faith belief trust or confidence so i want to challenge you to think about faithfulness in this way faithfulness in god knowing that god has your back faith faithfulness to yourself not betraying yourself being true to who you are and this is a big one y'all this is, the, this is what really stuck out to me. Being faithful to your company's mission. There's a reason why you are in whatever job that is that you're in. There's a reason why you're present there. Faithfulness to that company's mission is important because you are a, a, a ring on that ladder to help them accomplish that mission. And that mission is typically Almost, it's always related to something that's worthwhile. I mean, that's why the companies were started. So y'all, when we think about the fruits of the spirit, there are so many different aspects of how we can walk this thing out every day. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. There are so many ways. And when we could talk about the fruits of the spirits for days and years, I mean, because it goes deep. Each one of these is a positive behavior that we get to live out. And it looks a little bit different every single day. But what I want to encourage you to do is to really spend some time in prayer. And to understand that God wants to use you as you. And also to be mindful, there's some other spirits, you know, the other side, the other guy out there. He wants to use you too. But you have a choice. And that choice is not about you being perfect. 
That choice is about you being present. That choice is about you trying. Until next week, you guys have a blessed and amazing week.